Hey. Oh boy. <laughs> Everything okay? Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the Rin Tin Tin to my lassie. Crap, I meant to say that the other way around. But anyways, you are the Rin Tin Tin to my lassie, and you are... Chris. Yes. <laughs> you are the Rin Tin Tin to my lassie. Like the oldest comic in the world. I don't even know. That's crazy. What? Rin Tin Tin and Lassie? I thought it was like a. I thought it was originally oh, two like different a, things. My bad. I thought a Rin Tin Tin was originally like a radio show or something. Yeah, Maybe that was Lassie. Kind of what I'm getting at. I and guess. then they were both like dumb TV shows or books or I don't know, man. They're all really old references, dude. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know why I was thinking about them earlier today, but I was, and I was like, oh, I'll just use Rin Tin Tin and Lassie. Anyway, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, right. Brilliant. <laughs> Anyways, Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing amazing as always. Um, yeah, ready for a uh, second round of playoffs, if you will. Hmm. Freezing my freaking took us off out there. Oh yeah. It besides is... that, I haven't done the driveway yet, and I'm probably not going to since it's eight o'clock at night. But. Uh... It's pretty cold oh, out no. there. You gotta, you gotta do it like really, really late at night or early in the morning. Oh, so great! Always oh, a classic move for your for your neighbor. My, I had a boss who would, um, he was like, he loved doing it. He would like do like start a snowboard at like four in the morning at his house, and then he's like, he's like, I do it, but then I get away with it because then I do my neighbor's sidewalk I was, too. I knew exactly so they can't where he was going to. It's yeah, a mid, like, it's a Midwest like, hack. It, it it's it's the thing. <laughs> I'd be like, no, nah, dude, you can just leave my freaking sidewalk alone if you don't ever start your snowblower again that early. Right. I think I'll take. I think I'll take door B. Alex. Yeah. Right. Like, don't wake me up. Well, have, I mean, I get up. I, I get up at four they, in the morning, so it doesn't really matter to me they, anymore. But they still. don't have doors in Jeopardy. But I went with it, and I finished. I wonder if they originally did. You know, like like the little thing like just opened up and there was a question. Nah. You know, before, I, like, the TV screens? I think Alex is just a... Oh, maybe, maybe. So, yeah, how about some news, buddy? You ready for me mm, to lay it on you? I would prefer to... Or you want some jocularity about, first. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris, how do you... How, do, I mean, we're we're on Festivus Eve right now, as of us recording this. Festivus Festiv Eve. Festivus Eve. Uh, you know... For the rest uh, of us. I'm I'm the typical uh, selfish uh, uh, husband slash dad in the relationship, and uh, pretty sure my wife got all the Christmas shopping done, um, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, a couple of last minute grocery pickups and other gifts, mostly gifts for our friends and neighbors, uh, stuff like that. Bottles of wine and this and that, and uh, weather was horrible, but uh, yeah, you know, Merry Christmas, folks. How much Happy snow do you think? You, how much snow do you think you got, or is it still snowing in your? I haven't measured yet. Uh, yeah, last I checked, it was still blowing around. I fell asleep for an hour or so, so there's that. I mean, it's blowing around right now. It's not. It's not snowing here, but it looks like it's been pretty reasonable so far. I'll I'm gonna go one. by I drove this, earlier, so I did too. I, I'm gonna go by this okay. window ledge at work where mm -hmm. there was probably no wind affecting it, and it looked about five inches. But I, I gotta say. Either I really need to readjust what they're calling a blizzard, or I think the weather people do, because there ain't no blizzard going on out there. My guess is they overestimate for sake of safety. Like, we'd rather you expect 
you know, Blizzard Mageddon <laughs> and get get some flurries than the opposite, you know, and expect some flurries and get Blizzard Mageddon. Yep, I made that word up on the fly because that's yeah. how I do it. And it, it went yeah. so well. You're welcome. I wouldn't be really proud of it, but okay. <sighs> you got to learn how to be proud even when you shouldn't be, Josh. That's famous words to live by from a famous philosopher, in case you were wondering. And what's that philosopher's name? <laughs> I made it up, Josh. What do you want from me? Hmm. Anyway. Start with the on, news. Under the news. To lead things off, quarterback news, Jalen Hurts, shoulder injury is officially out week 16 versus Dallas. That's why I said Gardner uh, Minshew. And it, as Josh just said, Gardner Minshew will be the starter. Um, we won't get our starting QBs for either matchup from either, from one or the other side in this regular season for Eagles versus Cowboys, but after last week, I don't think it's much of a question. Hell, Cowboys could lose this against Minshew. Ryan Tannehill for the Titans has been officially ruled out also. I think it's Here comes Malik No, that's the previous one. Yeah, I don't have his injury designation written down. Because I forgot it. Uh, per source, the Colts are benching Matt Ryan. They are going with Dick Foles, a.k.a. No, I'm not going there. I'm just kidding. Um, the Ravens coach. I was going to say the Philly special. I, I, I like that was when, the play. I, when I saw that Philly. Spe- the play, so yeah. you said you said something. You I remember what you said before we started recording. I'm like, oh, yeah. OK, I don't know where you got that name from, but whatever. It's I don't care either. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. Ravens coach John Harbaugh announces that quarterback Snoop Huntley, a.k.a. Tyler Huntley, will start this week against the Falcons. No Lamar Jackson this week, despite the optimism that he would make it back from his PCL injury. Trace McSorley is now in line to start versus the Buccaneers. I don't remember who he plays for. Cardinals? Yeah, Cardinals. Cardinals. Colt McCoy is out, which I didn't include here, but he's definitely Concussion. Yeah, concussion. Jonathan Taylor lands on IR. Season officially over. Running back Nick Chubb with a foot injury is not on the final injury report and will play Saturday against New Orleans. That's a good thing we didn't mention at the top of the show. There's a butt-ton of games on Saturday, like 12 of the 16 for goodness sake. it's so weird yeah, yeah of the 15 because one's being played right now right but 16 for the week of which one is on thursday night one's on monday night that is that is, that is very true that is very yeah. true so it's just it's a big percentage in, in my face damn it in my face <laughs> it's well over majority that's just put it that way it kind of took me aback um uh carol the coach seattle uh walker ankle not practicing tuesday i think he's gonna be okay Check that out for me while I finish up. I'm uh, sorry, who? Kenneth uh, Walker? No, Kenneth he's Walker. Play this week. He is. He's in? Okay. Yep. Him and DJ Dallas. Oh, good. They get some uh, much-needed help at that position. Uh, test negative on Eckler's shoulder injury. I haven't heard anything, uh, any scuttlebutt about, about him not really playing. The <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, Ravens remove Dobbins off the injury report. All right. I'm using him. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Latavius Murray, DNP uh, is precautionary, so trending in. Uh, Olave, uh, with a hamstring injury, won't play Week 16 versus Cleveland. I bet a lot of teams are feeling that crunch a little bit right in their wide receiver two, wide receiver three position. I wonder if they're just maybe slowly packing it in the Saints, that is, for... Like Chris Talabe, like why run run him out there? I saw this earlier today, by the way, and so I was just I was like, That's I wonder fair. if this is one of they those can't catch like, Tampa. Like, are they just not trying? I don't think so. I, well, I can't remember. It was I a good week or two ago mix. when I looked at it, but they were like a game behind the 
six was it six and six at the time that feels familiar. I, I, I think they're out of, the, out of the hunt okay, okay. so uh, i hadn't confirmed just, any of that, it's so. just one of those things that like and even then like what are your chances a of making the playoffs and b of really Excuse doing me. anything at all with andy dalton being your quarterback you know Agreed. Doc says the NFC South is wide open. You keep rolling. I will look at this. Uh, da, da, da. Traylon Burks was practicing in full for week 16. Looks like he's good to go. Might be some people looking his way. I don't With have him. Malik Willis? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I did update that already, didn't I? The yeah, Saints Tan and the Panthers are on out. the bubble. But, what? I mean, whatever, man. Like, Well, that's one. Yeah, that's saying one thing. But, I mean, just to be clear mathematically... Like, pff, anything can happen in that division, especially with they, Tampa struggling. Yeah. Uh, especially on offense. Uh, onward, upward, report Devin Duvernay foot out two months. Oh, man. Yeah, kind so of, season's uh, done. Yeah, exactly. I'm the one who, you know, threw that in the notes. I just, that's kind of, that's kind of a sneaky big one. I mean, I'm not saying he's been great, but man, there's just, there's not a lot of flex positions out there you know at this time of year uh, since you probably don't have in your notes the ravens picked up sammy Watkins off of the packers um, i chose not to include it but yeah thanks. well i this is interesting because the guy knows the guy was just came from baltimore last year oh yeah oh yeah that's good. and so you'd have to be the, pretty desperate team, pretty deeply I'll, I'll but i mean like would you would you be super okay it, it's snoop huntley this week who has not been playing well but if it was lamar jackson out there this week and would you be really surprised if sammy Watkins came in and was just like whoa you know 100 yards and a touchdown like whoa. oh in, in typical sammy Watkins fashion like be the yeah, wide right? receiver one on he the week the <laughs> I mean, come on this was his, his shtick a couple years ago a few years ago man oh i don't even want to get going it's down that rabbit hole like almost every season of his career. <laughs> i know i know like at least once at least once uh, but maybe only once <laughs> and maybe three times. It was Anyways, so hard to ahead. predict. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we got Duvernay out of the way. T. Higgins was removed from the final injury report. Higgins. I've kind of seen him rank pretty highly on this week. I don't talk about him tonight. Be clear. Wide receiver Chase Clay. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any Bengals on my I match. think it's the Patriots and it's supposed I've to be a very blustery right here, game. Anyways, keep going. Onward, Chase Claypool for the Bears, uh, knee injury, uh, guard slash tackle Tevin Jenkins neck, guard Cody Whitha Whitehair, Whitehair, how do you say it? Whitehair. Uh, Whitehair. Knee injury are all doubtful for Saturday's game versus the Bills. I thought that was uh, important to include those two old linemen. Wah. I mean, nobody's playing Chase Claypool, but I mean, another kind of maybe inclement weather game. Uh, You're obviously not Chase Claypool's mother. Well, I'm just saying, Claypool's a pretty good blocker. <laughs> I, don't usually, <laughs> I don't usually say a whole lot else about him, but with a guard and a uh, slash tackle, I'm not sure where he plays for the Bears' offensive line. And then, of course, the guard, white hair, is supposed to be pretty good. Wet hair? Can't whatever white it hair. I just, it makes him sound like an old lady. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it out That's there. his name. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, other than that, Eagles activated uh, tight end Dallas Goddard. Uh, to the 53-man roster today. Mm, I'm not sure if that's a day-old report, so. Mm, it was yesterday today. I can't remember which. That's all I got. Anyways. Um, Chris. Yes. Yes. 
It's sad that the Colts have not been eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> what? I want, the, I want them, dude, I want them to hide, have the highest garbage. draft pick possible. Even the Titans. Titans get like a free playoff ticket every year. It's it's sad. I'm not trying to pile on Colts fans or any other, especially Jaguars fans. I'm here. I'm a Cowboys fan, man. I just We just got beat by them. But, and I've actually been singing their praises a little bit lately. But that division is garbage. Absolute garbage. I hope Jacksonville wins. They're the ones who deserve it. I mean, maybe maybe I shouldn't pile on Tennessee, but God, man, I just they're so uninspiring, and they just get handed like so many wins every year. They did take says uh, the, the Chargers. The jealous they, one. They did take the Chargers to task last week. To be fair, I think Chargers pulled it out, if I'm not mistaken. Believe so. Uh, by the way, folks, just uh, update at home. Let me know how things sound. I'm on a new mic with a new audio interface, XLR, whole nine yards. Um, and I hope I'm not getting a crackling over in uh, Discord. But uh, Josh, you want to lead things off with uh, your first Bay Five of the evening? Sure. You sound like shit, Chris. That's, we'll start. We'll start with that. Oh my god! You would say that <laughs> no matter what. I firmly believe that. Um, where should I start with here, Chris? Um, I'm gonna go with the aforementioned Kenneth Walker the Third. Seems like Kenny is back. Kenny is not dead, you bastards. Uh, last week in his first game back from an ankle injury uh, that he had in week 13, uh, he put up 9.9 .9 half PPR points. That doesn't sound that impressive, but it was against San Francisco. Probably that good enough, you know? He did it on both the ground and through the air as well. He had He caught four of his five balls, and it was like, 30 on the yards on the ground and 40 through the air. You know, it's San Francisco. They're a good defense. The fact that he did that, pretty good. Kansas City, not quite as good of a run defense, but they're still decent. Um, some might look at his 75% snap uh, snap usage last week and say, you didn't play the whole game because you got 40 healthy. Well, to that, I got to say, Chris, that's kind of what he's just been doing the entire time since Rashad Penny went down with his injury. I think Rashad injured. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. I think Rashad uh, Penny got went down with gigantism. <laughs> gigantism. I, I'm not sure how it went down, but he definitely went down. And uh, yeah, so um, poor guy. Anyways, the Seahawks are playing the Chiefs this week. While the Chiefs are, have been decent at defending the run, this could be a bigger game for Walker than one might think. How does an underdog team like the Seahawks go up against an offensive juggernaut like the Chiefs, Chris? Uh, how do they go up against them? How they do they? How do they win? They will attack uh, through no, the air. No, you oh. you control the game clock, and by doing so, mm. you play keep away from the, from the said juggernaut. Approach. I see. I see. And you run the ball, and Walker can definitely help you run the ball well to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. If honestly, man, any team going up against the Chiefs to watch what the Colts did to them and be like, boom, that's how you do it. I feel like there was a another good example besides the Colts. I just, I can't. I know. Well, I'm a Colts fan. All right. 14. So that can't. No, that's what I'm saying. Them. The one you saw, I just remember there being another one. Either I looked at the box score or I watched some of the game and I wish I could remember it, but yeah. I can't. Go ahead. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyways, so I, I like Kenneth Walker this week. I think he could be a nice RB2 with a, a little bit of an RB1 upside, you know? I got it. I like it. I like it. Sorry, I was reading ahead, teacher. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. 
Mm-hmm. Who you got next, sir? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Jarek McKinnon and oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even. I'm actually I'm actually going to. I'm a little flabbergasted. I'm actually going to go with Deion Jackson slash Zach Moss uh, with the aforementioned news of Jonathan Taylor being done for the year. Remember when, remember folks, when we're in week 16, so I mean, someone can sprain their thumb and be done for the year. You know, like if you're, yeah, you, if your team's not making the playoffs or not looking like they're going to make the playoffs, done for the year. Yeah, I think he even touched on it with uh, Olave, of which we might be talking about one of his teammates later. Yeah, uh, just if you're kind of on the cusp of making the playoffs and maybe you'd rather not or you're clearly out of it. Yeah, I mean, especially these guys that you put draft capital and pff, cash into, you know, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Anyways, um... I'm sure everyone's been told at nauseum by now. Anyone that it pays any close attention to fantasy football, we Chris even mentioned it. JT is done. Uh, Zach Moss, he sort of took the reins in JT's stead last week against the Vikings, but Deion Jackson was in on one third of the Colts snaps in that game. If and if everyone remembers, somehow Jonathan Taylor injured his ankle or foot or whatever. On like the third play of the game, like I watched that game and I didn't even see it happen. Like I would, thought it was really weird after like a few minutes of why Zach Moss was in there, and then I saw Deion Jackson, and then like a few minutes later they said, "Oh, Jonathan Taylor's on the sideline with some sort of you know lower leg injury," and I'm like, "When did that happen?" You know, normally you're like you see a player go down and everything, but it was just it was weird. Like maybe I looked away at the TV for something. I don't know, man. It was very bizarre. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't um, think there was much of an attempt to come back, to be clear. Like, I, I feel like they ruled him out. No. Strongly and quickly. No. Um, anyways, um, Deion Jackson is more of a big receiving back, while Moss is kind of just a guy that runs the ball. Yeah. Um, I, I should be more positive. Moss did look okay coming in for JT. He really okay, did. Good. It was against the Vikings, though. Um, I feel like Moss was mainly there, though, because my stupid freaking Colts were leading for the vast majority of that game uh, last Saturday and somehow lost, giving up the biggest lead in NFL history. <laughs> for reals. What? Like, they deserve to lose that game. Yeah, it's a real thing. Bigger than that. With the Falcons yes, Super Bowl, but there's also a, like a, a Bills a, playoff a, game from the it's 90s. It's a real That's thing, like dude. It's crazy. It's a real thing. Anyways. Uh, anyways, uh, not to take too long, slow down narrative lane here, but I feel like the Colts have been, um, if they would have been in catch-up mode last week, Deion Jackson would have been out there more as being more of the receiving back than Zach Moss. Um, Deion Jackson's an okay runner, but he's really more of like a pass-catching guy. Um, so, And that's what I like. And that and this week the Colts are getting the Chargers. And the Chargers have been playing really, really well. Despite their offensive line being a shadow of what it was at the beginning of the year, they're playing really well. You know, like um, right. Herbie's got all his weapons back. Um, you know, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams finally healthy. Um doesn't have Jalen Guyton, but that that was like wide receiver four, anyways. Jo- Josh Palmer's out there. Um, even Man, I'm blanking on their tight end. Austin Eckler has been a pass-catching machine. You know, like, the Colts are probably going to have to throw the ball to keep up. And it's not like Nick Foles is not averse to throwing the ball to the running back. And the Colts, even Jeff Saturday, the new head coach, has been, has used running backs in a pass-catching role as well. 
So if you, mm -hmm. you know, gun to my head, um, I really feel like this is going to be more of a Deion Jackson game than a Zach Moss game. Therefore, I'm leaning Deion Jackson over Zach Moss. But if you're in a real pinch, the Chargers are not the best at, at running, uh, um, defending against the run. They're not, they're pretty good, but they're not the best. So there's hope for Zach Moss, but I'm going Deion Jackson in this one. I like it. As like a it. desperate play for um, JT uh, I would owners lean, to pivot to. I would to. lean Deion Jackson. I would too. I just, yeah, I just, like, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to lie and Zach say Moss. I haven't been jaded by Zach. Uh, uh, more, uh, more, what's his last name? Moss. Moss. I almost called him Zach Morris. <laughs> Bayside, hi. <laughs> what are we talking about here, Chris? What we're talking about here, Chris, is Chris Godwin. alert. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, Chris Godwin versus the Cardinals. We touched on this Tampa. Oh, we might be uh, talking about Cardinals his um, matchup. His his coworker here. Uh, many of his coworkers in a little bit. Go ahead. Godwin has quietly become the Bucks' best wide receiver over the last several weeks, and his consistency no and floor have been great for fantasy managers. Prior to last week versus the Bengals, where. Uh, Mike Evans was able to get 10.8 fantasy points. Evans hasn't hit the 100 yards or double-digit double digit fantasy points mark since week eight prior to last week. So that's been mm -hmm. five, five games for those keeping mm -hmm. track that at home. That is true. Godwin is healthy finally and gets a Cardinals team giving up the 10th most passing yards and are tied for the second most passing touchdowns surrendered on the season. And while... They rank well versus the fantasy wide receiver in terms of ranking 11th best in fantasy points per game to the position. They just gave up seven catches and 76 yards to Jerry Judy with Brett Rippon at quarterback. And the two games prior to that gave up a touchdown apiece to both Keenan Allen and DeAndre Carter of the Chargers. With Godwin being heavily involved... 10.75 uh, targets per game since their bye in week 11 and the Bucks leading the league in passing attempts. I think there will be plenty of opportunities for Godwin to put up another solid floor game and will ascend into mid-range wide receiver one territory if he were managed to get his score. So yeah. Chris Godwin versus the Cardinals. Locked and loaded. Hmm. Well, since we're talking about the Bucks, we might as well talk about Lenny Fournette and Rashad White. Um, Rashad White has been okay for the Bucks. Probably one of the brighter spots on the season. You know, the Bucks have not been really taking the league by storm this year. No, um, no, they really haven't. Like Tom Brady is. So I'm sorry, you going with Lenny or Rashad? I, I, I missed it. I haven't said one way or the other, Chris. Got it. I'm, I'm spoiling the spoil, spoiled spoiler. Go ahead. <laughs> I think you're just going to have to wait your damn turn and I, just I am, hear I me am. out. <laughs> um, anyways. Mute. Um, I'm, just <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stubbed up. Sorry. Uh, anyways, Rashad White hasn't shown that bright and certainly didn't last week. Um, it was a favorable. It wasn't a favorable matchup last week versus the Bengals, but Lenny made the best of it while Rashad White managed to spin his wheels like he was in four inches of mud or my car in the in a wee bit of a snowdrift today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dying it. Yeah. 
This is another matchup that could easily lead to the Bucks actually actually being ahead. Actually being ahead with Trace McSorley being the quarterback. I wouldn't stake any money on that, but and certainly not the $20 that Chris owes me. But I think that the cards are soft, uh, soft enough defense that the sheep, I mean the goat, um, can spin straw into gold this week. Um, these two are these two that would be Rashad White and Lenny Fofo are, are cannibalizing each other's opportunities for either to be superstars. But here's a fun fact: only once had the entire season has Rashad White outsnapped Lenny Fofo in games where they both made it healthy through the entire game. Once. Fournette is getting the majority of the receiving work and for the same amount of and and about the same amount of carries over the last several weeks. What worries me is that White's fantasy points have been declining each week over the past three weeks, while Lenny's has actually scraped his way to be a, a mildly fantasy viable, even in the bad matchups as of late. Um, the last three weeks, the Bucks, have, the Bucks have faced New Orleans, good run defense, San Francisco, good run defense, and Cincinnati, kind of a great run defense, actually. Those are, like I just said, all, they're all good, but not great. But anyways, they're pretty good, actually. Pretty mm -hmm. darn good. Over that span, Fournette has averaged 9.4 fantasy points, which has not been that great, but it's better than Rashad White's 8.3. And those 8.3 were buoyed by like a 17-point game in there, where the other ones were kind of duds. Anyways, um, it's not a big difference, like I just said, but Arizona is allowing 6.6 .6 receptions per game to running backs. That's where Leonard Fournette comes in, and also 41.9 receiving yards per game as well. Um both are, and both of those stats are about 10th in the league and on a per game basis if i just um you know honestly i if i had both of these backs I would not start either one of them or i would start hmm. only one of them and the one i would start would be leonard fournette um because but i still think kind of leaning to the passing work going his way did i misunderstand that last statement yeah. okay okay yes gotcha. so whereas rashad white does get some does get targets and everything it has not been nearly the volume that leonard fournette has been and i and i if i had to guess not watching every single Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, which thankfully I haven't had to. It's not my job to do so. <laughs> um, I would guess that Rashad White is probably not the pass cat or the pass blocker that Leonard Fournette is. Because okay. I mean, Leonard Fournette apparently apparently he's a good pass catcher. Like he catches a lot of balls. He's just not a big like um, you know do a lot after the catch sort of guy. Anyways, so good to my head. I'm going Fournette over White, but because of the higher snap percentage and the receptions. Mm -hmm. But if you had Rashad White and you were in a pinch, he could definitely be a flex option for you this week. Yeah, I think just kind of, I, I hate to say it another way, but kind of a gut feeling. I just feel like kind of White is taking over the, hasn't taken, I'm, let me rephrase that, is kind of taking over the passing, pass catching role. But you're right about the pass blocking, clearly. How is that possible when Fournette has more targets and receptions? I just feel like if they really got to come back versus somebody, they'd rather have him out then there. Then Fournette's been in the game, and it's yeah. been a fact. Like, I, like I, I know, I know you want to make. I agree with White you. A thing, you but... just, you just illustrated that. I agree with you. I just, um, I don't know. If I, I let me when put the it this way. game's on the line, maybe it's and a bad. They're trying to make. Let me put it this way: so, maybe it's a bad fantasy take. Uh, but in real life, if I were Tampa, I'd lead him. A, little bit more heavily in that role in that role specifically i'd still be giving uh lenny fofo his fair share 
maybe it's just veteran stuff. Maybe he just gets banged up a bit more because he's a bigger veteran guy and they don't want him running between the tackles as much as he used to. Although I think he's Fournette. Uh, Lenny, Fournette, yeah. Although I think he's probably better than White at that. The amount of rushes he's get, the amount of attempts is is a little bit less than White, but it's not that much. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I just, it's, I a, just it's a real thing, a man. Bit. Yeah, I just wanted to. You, you, you probably ranked him correctly. Honestly, that that's kind of where I'm at. I just, it's frustrating. Uh, this one's actually pretty short and sweet. Uh, DK Met. I almost said Derek Metcalf. What? DK Metcalf versus the Chiefs. Uh, we've touched on the Chiefs a little bit already. Tyler Lockett, uh, as mentioned earlier, I think, uh, is out with a hand uh, slash broken finger injury. And DK not only will get more looks, uh, he also is up against the Chiefs struggling pasty this week. The Chiefs have allowed 1.4 mm -hmm. touchdowns to the wide receiver position over the last five weeks and rank sixth worst and currently rank sixth, sixth worst in fantasy points per game given up to the wide receiver position. Uh, they were able to hold in check the Texans wide receivers last week, you know, led by the dual-headed monster of Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills at quarterback. Uh, <laughs> but the week prior to that gave up a three-touchdown game to Jerry Judy with Russell Wilson at quarterback. However you want to take that, Jerry. folks. Yeah, right. With the added volume, uh, and in particularly red zone looks, uh, that DK will get versus the Chiefs, uh, versus the Chiefs' very beatable pass defense, I like DK as a high-end wide receiver, too, this week. Maybe even a one. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, sometimes probably I'm a little not, conservative. But, uh, probably not, but maybe. I mean, like you said, it's a good matchup. No Lock, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of like Marquise Goodwin a little bit this week too. You got it. You have to throw to stand a chance against KC. I swear. So for Not better or worse, for better or worse, right, 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 right. I get it. I get. It. I just think of the game. Anyways, I will keep Doc. <laughs> oh, come on! Oh, come on! I will keep. I will keep Doc from no longer waiting. Um, my next couple of guys actually i have th i have like three i have three guys that are really related two guys I've t I'm, I'm talking about like eight running backs here so what but i mean a lot of these I think, are like i think the segment is called wave five <laughs> yeah you called it that not me uh, um you're welcome i wish we had some corny transition to be like fave five and <laughs> really upset josh God, let's I'm go so glad we don't um so, but I mean, like with running backs, you kind of have to, you kind of have to almost do that because it's like, well, oh, Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, like, is it Pacheco or Pacheco? Pacheco. What do you say, Chris? You say Pacheco? Pacheco? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and say Pacheco then. If I say Pacheco, bear with me. Um, so Jarek McKinnon, and Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going to say Pacheco there. Um, man, I... Pacheco. I said Isaiah McKinnon. Jerry McKinnon had, um, last week annihilated the I'm Texans. I'm so confused. But that's what, running, that's what running backs do. Running backs annihilate the Texans. Yet I thought it had been Isaiah Pacheco last week. I said it right that time. He was um, fine in real life, actually. His stat line was good. He just yeah, didn't it was get okay. in the end zone. And it, he's yeah, going to struggle to get in the end zone. He's always going to struggle. Get, like, did he get like 90 or 100 yards last I, week? It might have been 120. I'll look at it. Go ahead, please. I'll look at it. Anyways. Um, the week before that, it was Denver and McKinnon racked up 28.9 fantasy points then too. 
In comes Seattle this hey. week. They're giving up the fourth most rushing yards, the fourth most receiving yards to running backs, and the fifth most running back receptions. The correct answer could easily be Pacheco and McKinnon, but what? But I think Seattle might might be able to hang in with KC just for a minute, just enough for Mahomes and Zeus, Travis Kelsey himself, be able to keep the Chiefs on top for most of the game. And that means Pacheco running the ball. I'm leaning Pacheco this week. Bet your bet the fa- fantasy playoffs on it. You betcha, for sure. I mean, I've, yeah, I, I've, that's kind of I given, like Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I feel like this is like remember like last week, or it was even two weeks ago. You were like, yeah, I'm gonna go Pacheco. I'm like, watch it be Jerick McKinnon, and it was. And he's like, still been Andy solid. Hates, or maybe it was last week. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was last like, week. You're like. Mm-hmm. It was. I think it was. Andy Reid is, is like is like faux Bill Belichick, like a poor man's Bill Belichick, in the sense that they just hate fantasy players with their running backs. You know, it just it's just well, like it's just when it, you have the way I see it is when you have Mahomes, you can't blame the guy for wanting to throw, especially in 2022 with the way the rules are and the uh, all these uh, what do they call them? Uh, not statisticians, but uh, analytical guys in the in the in the you know offensive coordinator positions and head coaching positions like i don't know man i get it but it's just you're never going to see pacheco get a cup you know, a handful of goal line carries like they're going to use kelsey they're going to do they use uh, uh patrick mahomes and all this shovel passing wide receiver end around stuff you see it every single week don't you and either he gets in yeah we don't think of him as a rushing quarterback and nor should we but either he gets in McKinnon gets in off like a shovel pass or it's Kelsey on a shovel pass. It's crazy. Or Hardman's coming back in the next couple weeks. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so so I, I'm a biggest Pacheco fan. You'll probably find out there. And he had been fine. Last week wasn't so great. 7.2. To answer your question earlier, it was 86 yards. Uh, I, I thought it was a bit higher. Mm, it was at, pretty close. I thought at, it was I thought it was like 90 yeah, or 100. His average is awesome every week. It just, I mean, he did score two weeks in a row from 12 to 13. But uh, yeah. I, I, I like the take, though. I do, I do, I do. I just wanted to hammer down on that a little bit. Yeah. DJ Moore versus the Lions. Since Sam Donald's return to the starting lineup, DJ Moore has had one awful you game. Cannot quit, you cannot quit this guy. <laughs> I've done it like you. once, like twice this year now. DJ <laughs> Moore has had one awful game sandwiched by two very good games. While he did take advantage of a good matchup versus Steelers last week, in Week 12, he torched, the, he torched Denver for 103 yards and one touchdown. This week, he gets one of the best mm-hmm. matchups a wide receiver could possibly ask for versus the Lions. The Lions rank second to last in fantasy points per game given up to wide receivers, third worst True. in passing yards allowed, and eighth worst in passing touchdowns surrendered. Mm-hmm. And more recently, over the last five weeks, have given up the most receptions and yards to opposing wide receivers. How dare you besmirch This is a great matchup for DJ Moore, and he should finish in the low to mid wide receiver two range. I think most people will be able to get away with playing him as a flex, to be clear, but I think there's a lot of people needing a good flex play this week, and there's some question marks out there across I, the league. You know me. I, I, so you know that's me. Where I'm, at. I'm more talk about... The, I feel like I'm riding the, the fence the, a little, but he's the still less very obvious guys than. Oh, I, I like it. Yeah, well, I, love, yeah I agree. I agree. I just I feel like you don't have to play him as a I would push back more about you talking about Jeff, Justin Jefferson than DJ Moore, but... 
Oh, yeah. I, I prefaced it by saying the lowest of hanging, low-hanging fruit. To be fair, that you matchup I mean. is not that premium, but it, it's it's going to be good. Uh, My last guy, Chris, is mm -hmm. the guy that you love the most in the whole wide world. Oh, I don't. Thank you. It's Melvin Gordon. I don't think he plays football. <laughs> My it's, dad? It's, it's actually Miles Sanders. It's oh, okay. actually Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders He's has fine. been a roller coaster ride this this season. What's weird is I don't have this written down, but I saw this in like somewhere. Um, Miles Sanders has the, the fifth most rushing yards. Like he has like eleven hundred rushing yards right now, and has the fifth most rushing touchdowns. Yet he's like the running back. I'm gonna ballpark it at eighteen. Like he has just been the poster child of an RB two this year. Um. One week he kills you, the next week he scores 10 to 15. Then he kills you again. Then he scores 30 fantasy points all over the map. He's he um he's, he's had some matchups. He's had some good matchups where he scores a little, little other where other where he scores great. He's had some bad matchups where he does okay. And then sometimes he does bad in a bad matchup. Like it's really hard to predict Miles Sanders. Um, this week I am riding that Miles Sanders roller coaster. <laughs> I believe I yeah. was, I believe in my head, I don't have this written down, but I was canonizing it as the Sanders screamer. Ooh. Um, a little scary. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> last week, uh, last week against the Cowboys, Travis Etienne ran for 103 yards. Uh, Damian Pierce the week before that had 78 yards and a touchdown before that JT topped over a hundred all purpose yards before that Saquon had only 39 rushing yards, but scored a touchdown week 10 Aaron Jones ran for over 130 and one yard and sorry one yard and one touchdown on the ground. There was a gap in there because of the uh, Cowboys bye week. Sorry, Chris, but um, your Cowboys have been sort of vulnerable to running backs in recent history. Um, yeah, like last week, several weeks, dude. It's been ridiculous. I just named off about five weeks there. Yeah, um, yeah it's in week sand in week six with Sanders and the Eagles played Dallas and Sanders ran for seventy one yards on eighteen carries. Not super efficient, but he did score as well. Um, so I think he's a solid RB two this week, kind of like our Sanders has been all year. Like, not great, but he's had some great weeks. But he's also had some duds. More duds than great, but still, like, also some good weeks, you know, some good but not great weeks as well. Um, and that's why I think that, you know, and I, th I think that's what Sanders can be for fantasy players, you know, like just a really solid RB2 this week. He's probably not going to wow you with anything or whatever. Mm -hmm. And here, Chris, I have one more thing if you like some fluff. I've got some fluff. Okay. Yeah. Around. Some, some, Eagles some head narrative? coach, uh, yeah, Eagles give head me some coach Nick Sirianni <laughs> said that that said that they want to use Miles Sanders more, but they've been saying that for half a season. If that were true, Nick, why has Sanders only had uh, have been about seventy percent of the team snaps, only above been above seventy percent of the team snaps all year, huh? Call me that, Nick Sirianni. Why don't you come back to the Colts so they can actually be good? You son of a bitch. I love how how on character you wait until week sixteen to bring out some narrative. <laughs> it's like it's like dude, I it was literally like, a thing that came out earlier this. Uh, no, I agree. Week. I I I love your the way you prefaced it and finished it because it was so on character. Where it's like you hate the fluff, you hate the narrative, you hate the the beat reporter. Coach said this. Coach said that. Bullshit. <laughs> Basically, and and in the most 
prime season for that, aka the off season, you know, uh, draft, preseason, etc. You're like, uh, uh, I don't want any BS to talk about when that's all there really is. And then you wait till week 16 to be like, hey, here's some narrative. It's just so apropos, man. It's just, it's great. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I miss Sirianni. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's leave that up for a second. I, I am a firm believer that that Matt Eberflus and Nick Sirianni were what propelled the Colts to be so good, and it wasn't really Frank Reich. Yeah, hey. I am. I will. I am going to say this. Like Eberflus, Eberflus the, I the could, head coach in uh, Chicago now. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm not crazy. And yeah, Nick yeah, Sirianni. Yeah. I remember you even saying like not this off this past off season, but when the because this is Sirianni's second season, you were saying he always oh, he's going to be a one and done coach. The yeah. Eagles were undefeated. Uh, the Eagles were undefeated for at least the first ten weeks of football. Speaking of narrative, uh, uh, a ten games. He, he had a ridiculous press conference where he looked like a legit idiot. B, I hate the Eagles. Yeah, I think he did it. <laughs> B, I hate the Eagles. So hey, maybe I let one go there. My bad. I'm not trying to rewrite history and be like Cowboys are so good and Eagles aren't. Clearly, the opposite seems to be true. Or all right, Chris, you got anyway. one more guy, right? I do. It Can is. I guess who it is? Yes. I I'm going to take a shot. Oh, no. Sorry. No. Gonna, yep, go ahead. Go I'm going to take, no, take, take a shot. Just give me one guess here real quick. One guess. I'm going to go. Um, Give me one second here. If he, if if he go, gets it, I'm, I'm, I'm like doing a reinstall on my PC and like getting a firewall and all this. <laughs> like super firewall. If he guesses this. I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk. Nope. Think a little lower. One more uh, guess. One more guess. One more I guess. I got one more guess. Actually, same neighborhood. Same neighborhood, probably. Um, Terry McLaurin. Nope. Jerry Judy okay, versus the Ooh, Rams. Ooh, nice. Judy, like has, Judy has been consistent. Give me some of that, Judy. <laughs> right. Uh, he's been consistent lately. Uh, in his last five full games, you got to remember there was a game left with injury, and then I think another game missed with injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in his last five full games with like two that. different starting quarterbacks, technically speaking, he has averaged 75 yards per and has scored four times. Granted, three touchdowns came in one game <laughs> last week, one of those games. or two weeks ago, I think it was. But <laughs> they know? count They count nonetheless. Furthermore, he will avoid Jalen Ramsey since Judy likes to line up in the slot a lot. The Rams secondary gives up 159 yards per game to opposing wide receivers, which is 10th most and ranked 12th worst in fantasy points per game given up to the position and passing yards surrendered on the season. They are beatable, AKA very beatable in my opinion. They're kind of falling apart at the seams on both sides of the ball. So it's like, you know, if you they're, can- They're, they're slow. They put the up a good fight last week, I think. They're uh, very slowly packing it in. Trust. Yeah, like it's they just, put up a good fight in the I first can't... half last week versus Green Bay. I'll put it that way. Like, but the, right, the, the, I, I hate to keep saying this, but like this is what happens to, at this point in the when season you deal all your high high round picks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not, not it's not even that. It's it's just like if you're not playing for much of anything, then why keep running your starters out there? If there's an excuse mm -hmm. to sit mm -hmm. them for the rest of the year, why why not? You know, like yeah, unless uh, unless, unless someone's going for a record or if they're going for a contract or they're really fighting to be on the field and play their teams are just sitting people because what's the point of like having them tear an acl right now and miss most if not all of next year you know absolutely absolutely uh, and particularly like stafford your starting qb that you paid a decent amount for 
Chris. I guess Donald's still playing. Is Aaron Donald still playing? He's he was hurt, but I think he's back. Okay, okay. But no, yeah, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, my final fave five of the evening. I don't mind that. I have some pushback because I'm not really sure if Cortland sucks. I haven't been a Judy guy like all year. For yeah, better or worse, yeah, mostly I mean, worse. Jerry mostly Judy worse. is is your is the wide receiver. Uh, I miss so bad with Sutton. I say so bad. It's not like I sang Sutton's praises from the mountaintops, but in a pinch, uh, in a pinch, I went Sutton uh, over Judy. I did this so in the ZTT league where I ended up with five wins you know, or four, five, four or five. Then you were like, then, then you were like, well, no, the, by the time I came around to Judy, it was like, oh, Russell Wilson sucks. Okay. <laughs> so it was hard for me to by the time you came recommend around him, Judy, honestly. You were, you were like, I had to beat you over the head. You're like, dude, Cortland Sutton has not been that great. He's been better as of late, but. Well, I, I, that's why I included him last in my fave five because he's more like a top 36 guy, more like a flex. And I think there's a yeah. ton of teams out there with question marks at their RB and wide receiver positions. Before we move on to tight ends, I I, I kind of liked Will, uh, Russ last two weeks ago before he got the concussion. But you knocked the fuck out, by the way. You can bleep that out if you want. You got knocked the fuck out. Anyways, Who did? I'm um, sorry. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Got it. Yep. He missed a game. Not, got to, it. Not, yeah. not, to, not to make not to make any jokes about a player's, right, 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 right. Yeah. you know, head head injury, but you know, I, and I'm not, but um, sort of. Uh, Russell Wilson was playing rather well, and he was even telling like the announcer guys, he was like, "You're gonna see something special this week," and he was playing so well. Like, so I think that Russell Wilson isn't just completely rolled over and be like, "Got the contract," you <laughs> know. I th think he's just it's maybe starting to finally click with him, you know, like the new offense or whatever. I I'm not really sure. I want to see more of it. What do you think about Russ moving forward for next year? I think given a, well, he had a full off season. I think given another off season, I think they need to placate to his strengths more. I heard somebody, and I'm not going to remember the analyst or commentator who said it, but something along the lines of he's not your underneath intermediate to short, accurate kind of possession thrower. He never has been. He's kind of like a, a hitter at the plate. Uh, that, uh, you know, doesn't have the best average, but it's good enough at like 280. And, and, and but, but, but he's gonna, he, he could hit you 50 this year. Sweet. And that 50 yeah. could get you to the playoffs type of feeling. Like, I, and I forget how good he is deep, throwing He's a deep, deep ball hitter. Exactly. I just, I honestly go back a year or two, uh, this year, not, not, not with given, but, um, and just, I, I, I think I had a slightly different impression, although understanding the deep ball was very good. It's just, that's that's such an, a an accurate description, man. He's not going to be able to matriculate the ball down the field. Uh, and to be frank, he has two good deep ball receivers for, for, for two different reasons, meaning DK and Lockett win the deep ball oh, in much different yeah. ways, uh, but, but oh, yeah. are both very adept at it. And you've seen Lockett be hit or miss throughout most of his fantasy career. I'll put it that way. Uh, so, yeah, I, I that wasn't for, that wasn't necessarily for a lack of, I think mm -hmm. it wasn't, it was maybe a, a lack of targets for Lockett than a lack of success yeah, they used, catching the deep. But to the kind of overall point, I think Pete Carroll knew what he was doing in terms of leaning on the run. Yeah. We don't have a star studded cast at running back. Although in hindsight, Penny was 
is very talented. It just always hurt. Maybe. Now. And now they have Walker. I'm talking about in the past, but they never had a great cast of characters at the RB position. Uh, healthy. Uh, and I hate, you know, I love. Uh, they had I Marshawn love, Lynch at one point. They had Marshawn, which again, he was established by the time Russ came in in his rookie year and won that job. For good reasons. It's just, again, you're not gonna, he's not going to throw 70%. He's going to throw like 55%. But he might win the game with if, if, you, if you establish the run and get that play action working. Uh, and okay, maybe, so, so instead of instead of fiddle farting around, answer the That's question. a really long-winded <laughs> answer. I'm so sorry. I forgot the question. <laughs> what do you think about Russell Wilson for next I, year? Oh, and, I remember my answer, yeah. And even like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. I'm sorry. I don't know if Sutton is really the guy. In summary, uh, I think they need uh, a healthy. Uh, oh, go ahead. I cut you off. I I I would love to see them bring in some different wide receiver talent. Like I just don't think that Sutton's that that guy anymore. I really don't. I don't. I, I don't think he's the type of guy to coexist with a guy like Russ. What I will say about Russ to answer your question. They have no choice but to squeeze all the value they can out of this contract and this player. Period. For at least the next year or two. This uh, four. Consi considering this year done done and over with, right? Like they are married and, to him no matter what. Like I, I can't emphasize that enough. They're they're probably committed to Russ for a while, man. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe okay, maybe three or four years. I, I don't know if that money ever looks good enough to be like, it's better than the alternative. We'll take a fifty million cap hit. Just to get rid of this guy. I don't think it's going to come to that. I think they have no choice but to ride him the next three or four years. And to answer your question in the short term, I think they'll play, again, placate to his strengths better. I think they'll run better. You got to remember they lost Javante. I think maybe they thought they had a better backup in Melvin Gordon. I mean, when you have to turn to one Latavius Murray, that shows your desperation. I get it. Uh, you you get didn't say this in the news, but mm -hmm. Chase Edmonds is going to come back this week. For the Broncos, it's where he's at now, I believe. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. I hope there's no fantasy playoff teams that need to start Chase Edmonds <laughs> on any yeah, team. He... To be frank, to be frank, drink. Um, yep, drink again. Um, so that's where I'm at with Russ. I think you know, uh, and fantasy wise, I don't think they, I don't think they can support two fantasy viable wide receivers uh, outside of maybe a matchup here or there. Um, so I'd have to play. I'd have to defer to Judy, unless they bring in a big rookie name or something crazy. I just, I'm not sold out. Sold out? I'm not completely out on Sutton. It's just I don't think his strengths play to to Russ's strength very well at all. I don't think he's as good as DK. I don't think he can win the deep ball with little separation like DK can, because DK has speed. And he has size over Sutton. But I still think Sutton could be a good 1B anywhere else. I say anywhere else. In other places with a better quarterback. That can feed a possession guy like him. I think he's more a possession guy and can win the occasional deep ball. Save me, Josh. Oh. What's next? <laughs> Kidoki. I believe we're going to talk about some tight ends. Or. Or. Or you could potentially go. You could pick up this guy <laughs> who is two percent owned <laughs> versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last week, McBride ah. was out there for eighty-six percent of the card snaps. 
his second highest snap total. Of, I remember uh, talking about him like year. four weeks ago. It didn't work out well. But McBride was only able to wrangle four of his five catches for 55 yards. Since Zach Ertz wrecked his knee, uh, McBride has been playing about 81% of the team snaps. That's pretty good, man, especially for a tight end. Um, he's getting about four targets per game. It's actually like 3.8, but I just called it about four. Um, McBride hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but with Trace McSorley under center this week, I'm not claiming he does, but McBride hasn't caught a touchdown, so maybe he does this Sunday. Maybe he's maybe. due. Maybe. Can't find who I'm looking for. I was trying to translate. I was trying to. I thought I was telling it was a pretty good transition to tight end. Great transition. I loved it. I'm just a little distracted trying to find my uh, guy I'm researching on the fly here. Anyway, my first tight end of the night is a double hitter. Double header. God, what a horrible way to make a bad uh, baseball reference. In one, Jawan Johnson versus the Browns and Taysom Hill versus Brown playing for the same team. Let me continue. You said Jawan, one guy. Those are two. I said a double header also. John Johnson had the best game of his career last week. Fresh they off have an two ankle. bodies, though. So it's two people. Really I'm literally talking about two Saint tight ends for my two super stream segment. Yep. Oh, okay. That's oh, what there I'm trying to say. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm hmm. cheating. I'm cheating and lazy. Let's see how bad it is. <laughs> Johnson, Juwan, that is, had the best game of his career last week, fresh off an ankle injury and a bye week. Uh, that sidelined him in week 13. Uh, the week, oh, yeah, anyway. Uh, he went, uh, caught four of his six targets for 67 yards and two touchdowns. And Ooh. has scored seven touchdowns in his last seven games. While the Browns are good versus opposing tight ends, ranking 8th best in fantasy points per game given up to the position and 6th best in receptions and tight I'm sorry, and touchdowns allowed to the tight end position. Again, folks, that's 6th best in terms of touchdowns and receptions allowed to tight ends and 8th best in fantasy points per game. So they're good versus tight end. However, both starting linebackers are on IR for the Browns, and, as mentioned earlier, Chris Olave is out for the game with a hamstring injury. I think Juwan Johnson can have another tight end one performance this week, and at only 27% rostered, he is beyond available. His buddy uh, in the backfield? Oh my I god, I to still listen to you talk? No, yeah. keep going, man. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, but I'm just going to get away. I don't have a ton on him. The wild card chase them hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Let's let's even let's get that push get that out of the way. What position would you qualify him, knowing full well he's not a gosh darn tight end? If it, tight if, end. you if know, you, like really like halfback. Yes, exactly. A running back. I said halfback, but okay. That's practically the same thing. You're thinking H back. There's it's the same thing. No, it's not. Anyway, uh, yes, sure. H-back has here. more fullback and tight end in them. Halfback half is just another word for running back. It's the guy who's the furthest back in the backfield, even though it starts with half. Unless you're talking a wishbone. Anyway, Taysom Hill, speaking of the wishbone, lines up all over the formation. In particularly in run formation, where they give him a quick tight end end around, technically speaking, or they'll just flat out snap the ball to him and, you know, whatever you call it, wildcat, or they'll literally line him up at running back. Cleveland is horrible versus the run. This game may have inclement weather. It would make me push back a little bit on my Jawan take. However, 
With Alave out, I just don't think they're going to have a lot of options besides the run and the short pass, which is where I think Juwan and comes Rashid, in. whatever his name was, that caught a touchdown last week. Okay. Yeah, sure. There you go. Uh, I can't Cle- remember his name. Sorry. Cleveland Browns are ninth worst in rushing yards allowed on the season. Uh, they are seventh worst versus fantasy running backs. Um, just for context, just for, for a, a look there, obviously Taysom or, or Jawan is not a running back, but that's going to be my two uh, of the week because tight ends are so hard to come by and screw Greg Dulcich. Pick one. And uh, um, I did have another one picked earlier. I don't have my... No, 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 no. Pick oh. one between the two. Oh, uh, Jawan. Jawan. I think he can get okay. a touchdown short, short, uh, short area, Thank red you. zone, red zone. Thank you. Sorry, I, I'm like, I'm like. Yeah, Taysom's more if of a you desperation. Say, if you pick Taysom Hill, we're done. Like, game over. No, Taysom yeah. is for a team desperate who doesn't have Juwan on the waiver. Sure, roll Taysom Hill out there. He's probably going to get some rushing opportunities in this game. That's my point. Is Cleveland's bad versus run, and this game could be inclement weather. But gun to my head, I'm going Juwan Johnson. I'm staying in the flames. I think he can get a short area touchdown sure. in the red zone. So yeah, that's. That's good. That's good, guys. Um, I dude, I really wanted to make Alvin Kamara like a guy this week. He has been so bad recently. It is. I feel like I haven't talked about him forever. I, we haven't talked about him forever. That's a fair point. Because he hasn't been good. Yeah. Well, he's been a league destroyer. Like, I mean, they talk about league winners. He's been a league destroyer. Dalton's kept a ship afloat in terms of real football. That's fine, and I think he's made folks like Jawan Johnson relevant. And obviously, Olave has been good to okay, you know, like in fantasy terms. Uh, but in real life, I think he's been straight up good. Uh, I think he's been straight up great for a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just when you got a little toy like Taysom Hill, the offensive coordinator tends to want to use him. And uh, yep. Anyways, whatever. Uh, Chris, my last guy, Rashid my last tight end. There you go. The guy you were talking about. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh-huh. You want to take a stab at who it is real quick? Just guess. I've talked about him before. Give me a second. Um, I will say... Five, four, three, two. Wrong. I'll consider that, though. Hunter it is Chigosium Okonkwo. Oh, I should have known or that. Chig Okonkwo. You put me on the spot. I choked. I should have known. Uh, Akankwo has was a pick of mine two weeks ago, like I just mentioned, and that week he scored fifteen and a half points. I will definitely call that a victory. He had an eight point eight game before that, and an eight point eight game last week. So he had a fifteen and a half point game sandwiched between more or less eight point weeks. And honestly, an eight point week from a tight end makes him almost pretty much a tight end one on the week. So mm-hmm. I will Absolutely. call that consistent for a fantasy starter. And notice how I have two rookie tight ends in my tight end section here. That makes it sound like they're in my butt. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of of low-hanging fruit, (laughs) (laughs) that joke was, oh, man, it's not a T-ball T for me there. Good, good, um, good job. My, my, um, I'm going to call him consistent and a fantasy starter this week. In case you're wondering, Trey McBride is more of a name for very, very desperate teams and big leagues. But it was also a name that was we have not ever really talked about this week, this year. So, whatever. Um, Akanko is a guy for someone who wants a little bit of risk, but should be, but should score okay, score fantasy points. That is, the Texans aren't a great matchup. They do cover the pass rather well but they are giving up 
9.6 points per game to tight ends, which is the 13th most. And 9.6 points per game to a tight end is more or less uh, a tight end one on the week, like I've already covered. Yes, I know tight, um, Austin Hooper is there to, in Tennessee too, but Hooper is just fair, a guy. Conquo was a physical, physical specimen with pure raw talent coming out of the draft last year. Perhaps, But perhaps the Titans have managed to mold him a little bit faster than all these draft Knicks really thought that they, that was possible. Um, and maybe it's just because they lack some actual receiving weapons too. Traylon Burks is supposed to come back this week. Supposedly Malik Willis is supposed to be the quarterback this week too. So yeah, there's a lot more coming. There's a lot more risk, um, with, uh, Conquo than I, when I initially wrote this down two, three days ago. Um, but I want to uh, give me the guy that's the athlete, and that's a Conquo over the average Joe that is Austin Hooper in this offense, you know, kind of like with the Pacheco thing of give me the better guy, you know, or the yeah. guy that's in the better offense. You know, if you're going between two guys, give me, you know, one guy is consistent versus the other guy's a little hit or miss. Give me the athlete versus the kind of the, eh, the, the, the average guy, you know, I always want the, I always want them, the, the guy that has the, the higher upside, I guess, I guess it depends on my team. If I have a lot of consistency in other places and other roster slots, I want a guy that's higher upside, you know, than the average person. Chris, yeah. do you have any sleepers this week? I do. I do. Uh, in fact, I was busy kind of looking him up just now, trying to get a little bit more on him. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, I know what I was going to look at. I, I got it. I want to look at roster percent real quick before I... I mean, I'm committed. I will go with my sleeper then, who is yeah, very heavily rostered, yeah, but yeah, has not been a fantasy too. starter as of late. And that is Mike Evans. There you go. Um, I know that this is kind of, uh, this might seem like a bit more of a, like, how is that a sleeper? Mike Evans has been not very good at all this year. And it's it, this is more of a gut call, but Arizona isn't very good. And more or less see Chris talking about mm. um, Chris Godwin. I think that Mike Evans could actually be a decent play this week as a sleeper. And I'm saying that too, as the guy that's already on a lot of people's rosters. So therefore you don't have to go out and get him. If you do have Mike Evans, you, I think that if you are kind of scratching your head, as far as trying to find a flex player, um, I would go Mike Evans. I would probably go Mike Evans, maybe over Zach Moss. Would you do Mike Evans over Rashad white? Chris, <sighs> It's so close, right? Did you, I think you said Zach Evans. Uh, Mike Evans versus Rashad White. Is that what I heard? Yeah. For a flex. <sighs> I mean, full PPR, I'd probably go Evans. But otherwise, i go Rashad White. I know that's a bit of fence riding going on there, but it's it's my honest opinion. Okay. With my feet put to the fire. I mean, I, especially after the pushback on Rashad White earlier. Oh, my I, God. Zach Wilson got benched again. Uh, where was I? My sleeper of the week is Devin Singletary. He is 86% rostered, but he's only 68% started. Um, he is versus the Bears this week, which are seventh worst in terms of fan uh, fantasy points per game Ooh, given up to the RB position and sixth worst in rushing yards surrendered. They uh, just got finished giving up a pretty big day to... The Packers. I had to go back another week because they had a bye week. I think maybe week fourteen or thirteen. Um, 
they gave up Dylan's AJ Dylan's first like big game of the year since like week one. Uh, 18 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown to AJ Dillon. Uh, although I think they fared pretty well last week, week 15, uh, versus the Eagles. You talked about um, Sanders for the Eagles not not taking advantage of a good matchup because that's my point. Is the Bears are a good matchup for running backs, and Singletary's been consistent with about 15 touches per game. Uh, but in fantasy terms, he has been a bit up and down. That's why I thought I could include him here in the sleeper portion. If you need a flex play on the week, he's a pretty good bet to get double-digit points in the flex position and a half-point PPR at the running back position. I like it. Yeah, yeah. so Devin Singletary, my mm. sleeper of the week. I am relying I'm gonna, on the I'm going to definitely allow this because it's the playoffs and, you know... I You're think not... there's some desperation at that 30, top 36, that flex position this week. Have an amazing semis, semi semifinals in your playoff. Uh, the ultimate uh, week of fantasy football. In your, in your fantasy Or the playoffs. ultimate week of football when your commissioner screws shit up. <laughs> Oops. And we'll see you uh, <laughs> next Thursday. Reminder, no Sunday show. We'll see you next Thursday for our fave, final fave five of the season. And, of course, your streamers and sleepers. Good night, everybody. Good luck, everyone. Not you, Chris, because you can go F yourself in Dynasty. <laughs> Going down.